Hey guys, this is Steven, and I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Anchor. Anchor is free and super user friendly, as well as it is a platform that distributes each episode to all the streaming platforms that you love, such as iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Last but not least, it also has all the tools in the app itself to help you start your own podcast today. So start your very own podcast today by downloading the Anchor app that is free as well as you can go to anchor.fm to get started today on your amazing podcast you've been waiting on to do for so long. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Poemet PDX podcast. Today, we have a special guest. He's the host of the podcast called Addiction, Alcoholism, and the Three Principles to Freedom. And his name is Harry, and he is such a joy. He is a very well-accredited a uh, man who knows how to walk people into uh, freedom when it comes to different kinds of addictions, different kinds of um, things that we as creatives can really follow into because the the path that we chose is just a very difficult one and it's one that can really lead to great like hope as well as to great darkness too. So we don't ever want to like lead to a place where we are just um, bringing in this uh, kind of placate of it's only good, but actually bringing it into the reality that there is obviously risk with everything. And we just want to shed light into that in this episode because we just really believe that it's really important to be authentic and to explore um, the opportunities as well as the possibilities as we go into this world as creatives and to support each other better. So Harry, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. We are so honored and we have amber on here as well so Yay. it is just so cool just to be able to have the full squad here and be able to shed some light and have a really awesome conversation with harry and amber so say hello harry nice nice to hear your friendly voice and uh i i, I looked at this word poema and and this is what i pulled from it you are god's masterpiece you are his poem you are his work of art. Jesus is an artist. And within that, uh, I also, I, I, do, I do a lot of work in the, in the field of addiction, but the truth is all over the world, people, people contact me. And, and before this, I worked a lot with the Native American Indians. And, they, and the Toltec were, are sort of the originators of South America before the Incas and Mayas. And they define it spirit of the artist, the path. Yeah. And sounds awful similar to, <laughs> to wow. your word that you're using and, and, and so on. And what I want people to understand in, in the services that we deliver in our, in our webinars and podcast shows, which are very successful, uh, is, is that it's a spiritual psychology. We're not dividing spirit, the world of spirit, and the world of psychology separately. It's one. And there, the, so it, 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 it becomes a question of God beyond and mm -hmm. God within. Yeah. And the within part obviously deals a little bit with, oh, I got a busy mind, and mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of thinking, and even though I know that God is the way, it's the sacred path, and I know I'm supposed to have sacred thoughts, they seem to have a little momentum on the road. 
And not right. all of them are peachy and delicious. <laughs> exactly. So true. So um, how has, I guess, this podcast impacted your life? How has the podcast of the addiction and alcoholism? And I guess my question is, why did you start this podcast? Well, well, first, first of all, let's talk about how it impacted me. Okay, perfect. This, yeah, this will be true for you guys as well. Okay, yeah. yes, we, we we've been doing the show for three years, and the, what happens is here's a rule that I have: if you share, you grow. Mm-hmm. You guys are sharing. You're going to grow uh, because you're sharing. You're 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 helping. That's the way God works. You put out love, guess what comes back? Love. And, it, and at the same time, because it's your show, you have guests, and you can ask them whatever you want, and you learn. Mm-hmm. But you get a double-edged <laughs> from it, because in a way, you get a free course. So right. that, 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 that allowed us, because I also have a co-host called Greg Suki. So mm-hmm. I'm in Vancouver, Canada, and he's he's in Ohio, United States. Yeah, we've never met. We've been working for three years, and we have never met. Wow. Just, yeah, I know. How <laughs> be, you know, but that's the, the you, just like Amber and you have a relationship, whether you knew each other physically or not, you could still do the show. Right. Completely. Yeah, totally. So, absolutely. And so, so what? So the reason the show became successful is I, 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 I had my teacher who was Sydney Banks had had a spiritual enlightenment experience, and I saw life very spiritual. And then I connected to the psychological. But my partner was a subject matter expert. He was a heavy alcoholic in AA and stuff, and he had a spiritual in- experience. And in one second, it dropped away, just like that. That's amazing. Before we get too much further, could you just uh, tell us the name of your podcast so the listeners, if they want to check it out, could, could well, do that? Yeah. The, 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 first of all, the webinars, all, we, which are, we have 77 webinars, uh, that's on YouTube. You go to addiction, alcoholism, and the three principles. And then it up pops a ball, you click on the ball, and then, then the webinars are there. And within that, we have sections, because uh, I'm an educator. So we have sections, all the videos, the second section, what is on what is on the mind of those that are addicted? See, I wanted that question answered. Everybody's just telling them what to do. But what's on their mind? And then the third one is a golden moments course. Everything is free on that. And uh, wow. and then we have, then we have and then we have another another section on podcast, and then that clicks to a different to my personal website, which is which is my company is called ACT Training Inc. And ACT stands for Advanced Coaches Training, and uh, so I train people all over the world and so on, and um, uh, and so. With Greg, so I had the spiritual, psychological understanding. He also had some of that, but he was the subject matter expert. He could answer, what is it to be addicted? And I couldn't, I, 
I could answer that and I could help people with that, but I did not have that intimate relationship that he had. Right. Yeah. So he provided very neat needed sort of like grease that you needed from time to time. Type yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. And, and, and we just got together probably maybe like the two of you, I don't know what your story is, but we just got together. He's, you know, and this is, this is so ironic. He, he was on a show and, and he asked the question and he, and the, the person who was an expert did, didn't answer it. And, and so I, I contacted him and we started to talk and he had had this beautiful, powerful insight, very similar to my own, not in description, but I could feel the depth of it. And, and it wasn't long. So then he says, I actually have a client. Would you like to work with them? So we said, sure. And then I have another one. Let's do that. And then, and I was still not into this Zoom stuff because uh, it, I felt, I guess you'd say I was a little old fashioned. I felt, uh, oh, it's not human. No right. human interaction. Exactly. You want that so tangible. Then I, a, then I had a client from Indianapolis, a lady who has two heavily addicted sons, uh, one in prison and one in the emergency ward all the time. And, and, and she felt really guilty. And I kind of showed her that guilt was just a thought. And she saw it. It's just the, your own thought about it. And she dropped away. And as soon as she dropped away, a big smile came and tears came down. I said, this Zoom is a little better than I anticipated. So I phoned him up and they said, let's start a show. We had a, he knew where there was a free Zoom show room. So I, that was Friday night. Sunday, we started our show, which is three years, three months ago. Wow. And, and I'm expecting two or three people on the show. It's a webinar. Right. And then 30 people show up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> only, and then about 200 watch it after. Oh, my gosh. And I go, yeah. oh, my God, we've tapped into something here. Mm-hmm. And it and that's and it just took off by so you might even call it amber divine you know sometimes we do a lot we have good ideas but somehow they never go anywhere yeah and yeah. then every, once in a he while just that, breathes on it yeah there's an idea and the spirit gives it a blessing and pff, it takes takes exactly. off you know you go oh well this is a surprise usually mm-hmm. and yeah. then, and then in the last uh, 6 months we I, what I've done is I've taken stripped down versions of the webinar and made them into podcasts. And they have been more successful than the webinars. Young people like podcasts. They yeah. like to. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I love, um, too, that picture of Jesus breathing into it, you know, Holy Spirit breathing into it because, you know, Jesus left the 99 for the one. He goes after the lost. And that is a lot of people just write off people with addiction saying, well, that's their problem and they need to deal with it. But um, I have dealt with people in my life very close to me that have struggled with addiction. And I know that that is sometimes the case. They have to do it themselves. And a lot of times, you know, there's that that piece of it, but there's so much more to it than that. And that you can actually help somebody through this process of addiction and recovery. And we actually, our church, Calvary Chapel Woodby Island has a program that actually helps um, men. It's called the ARC program. 
through the recovery process and I've seen lives completely. Jesus has just renewed them. And, um, we even have, uh, our assistant pastor is a, he used to be a heroin and meth addict and he's given his testimony online and he's our pastor and he's an amazing guy. And he, he helps so many people through this. So it's, I just love the picture because you are going after the ones that people maybe sometimes toss, toss away or toss aside, but Jesus loves them. They're his children. And I just, I love that. I love the heart of that. So thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I feel the need. And I also feel the frustration of there's like certain people are going to come through the religious path and we know it works. So that's mm-hmm. absolutely it works. So, but it's not for everyone. Like, like I, I'm not saying it isn't for everyone, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The, people are looking in, in different ways. And so some people go to the 12 step program, but the problem is it's, it's antiquated it was developed in, in 1935 and it, and it hasn't evolved in, in, in the time. And, and so, so what people People, when they have a experience, let's say they have an experience with Jesus, mm-hmm. and they, well, they're clean, like they, like they're free, but they still have their thoughts, and if they don't understand the role of what that plays, they walk down back into the step of depression or mental illness right. or back down. It, it, they, they're still way better off. Don't get me wrong; they're way better off. Right. But but if they don't understand how thought works, they're still going to think their way back into it. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the, the spiritual psychological connection. Christ taught that the purity of thought. Mm-hmm. But we but through the interpretations by man, some of that has gotten lost. Not the message that Christ can heal, not that message, but that the how does how do these personal thoughts create the reality that I'm experiencing? You see what happens, Amber, is when someone experiences Jesus Christ, this is my opinion. Their little mind quiets right down. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 the way I would and that's also the way healing happens in addiction. Your little mind. I, I agree. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, along those lines of leaving the 99 for the one, I love that that makes 100% of the people that Jesus is for. Um, and it also reminds me of, you know, cause we've all struggled, I'm sure at times in our lives with a bit of depression or anxiety or something like that. I know I have, um, just the scripture putting on armor, but especially just the helmet, because I try to think about that when I'm like, you know, going through something in my mind over and over and it's confusing. I'm like, that is not from Jesus. That is not from what I need to get my, my armor on and get back into the word, see what it says. And then he, but that inner voice can be so convincing. And if you don't have the, whatever you want to call it, tools, weapons, I call it armor. That is where I think people can fall back so easily into these habits and addictions and things like that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first we, we know that the spiritual and sacred thoughts are, are the, the good stuff. 
but we are human beings. Right. I am not just like on one level, all there is is spirit on one level. On our level that we're dealing with, my personal thoughts as a human being mean I'm imperfect. And within that imperfection, there is no imperfection. There isn't any. But there is a misinterpretation, a misunderstanding of what thought is. So let's say you have a thought and you misinterpret it. It doesn't mean the thought was bad. It means your misinterpretation, your level of understanding was too low. So when you understand the role of thought, see, it's a tool. Guess who the tool's from? God. Yeah. It's God's tool of how you create. And thus your creative force comes from not you, but as a passing through you. Yeah, exactly. And from within you. And that understanding of thought being the pollution and also the cure. You see, wrong use of thought, right use of thought. And the wrong use of thought is that, 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 that speedy, 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 speedy. Don't look at the contents. You can't control it. Right. You're not there to psychoanalyze yourself. No. Nope. You're, you're there to be one with Christ or one with God, whatever, whatever image you, whatever you understand. And so, so what happens is, is you intuitively use your Christ power Mm-hmm. to you you say oh i'm getting busy not what am i thinking about and let me psychoanalyze it and let me define it and let me dig into it that's what psychology does here here steven is a beautiful image of psychology you're in a boat and there's lots of water popping through the bottom of your boat so you pop more holes in the boat to let the water out and guess what happens? Start sinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's psychology today. You, you, you're, you're, you're analyzing, discussing the past. And what you're saying is you're going against the Bible, against the words of Christ. You're saying the past is controlling me, and I'm always going to be like that. Mm. That's not the words of Christ. Right. That's not, Christ's not saying that. I thought it's a story of hope and salvation and forgiveness. You know, so so we when we don't understand the role of thought, Amber, the past and the outside circumstances, we blame. And the lower our understanding, or the lousier the mood, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, know you know, the more those thoughts seem to dominate i'm a victim the outside it's my husband it's my money i don't have enough my job my boss the world the politics yeah it's all of that none of that is true all the noise around still going through you Mm -hmm. and your thoughts so only see the past was true then i'm not denying that if someone raped you that was that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. But you don't have to bring it into the present every 15 minutes. Right. You do that only through thought. The good word. Yeah, yeah. We want to leave. The past is true. 
mm-hmm. but you are free. And the moment you step into that sacred thought, pure thought, Christ thought, the past isn't there because the feeling is so sublime, so beautiful. You just, why waste your time there when you have here? Exactly. That's why, that's why the mystics have always said the answer is in the now. I love that. I think um, that it's hard not to bring your past into your present just because it's you're part of your life and you've lived through, especially the hard things seem to be at the forefront, you know? Um, so what advice would you have for somebody that is having trouble just getting over their past and trying to get in that sublime, um, you know, state that you're talking about because it sounds like when you said it i'm like yes 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 i agree but then actually doing it that's a whole nother situation you're, you're, you're talking about why do all the clients come to me from around the world <laughs> that's that they always start with that question you know you know yes i know feeling good feels better than feeling bad <laughs> but how do for, first of all you have to understand that only spiritual insight comes from positive feelings, only. Negative feelings perpetuate the, the pattern of negativity. And you have to see what thought is. And once you see it, see, Amber, what's beautiful is I can't tell you exactly the answer to your question because you have to see it. And when you see it, you won't follow Harry. You'll follow your inner guide because you'll know what's right. So thought is like a paintbrush. It navigates through. And if you paint it black, guess what happens? Black. Black. Black painting. (laughs) And if you paint it rainbow, guess what happens? Rainbow. 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 Rainbows are my favorite color. Yeah, yeah. So so you start to see that you're hitting yourself on the head. And the more you hit yourself on the head, the more it hurts. What the, uh, a psychiatrist that I work with, what he calls it, he calls it love letters from God. Mm. These are love letters telling you, ah, 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 you're going the wrong way. And you being the boss of your own reality, of course, say, well, who do you know? God's always talking to you, but you're always going, excuse me, I'm busy right now. Could you come back a little later? Right, exactly. You know, you know, and so, I think that'll help a lot of people. Yeah. So, so we, so thought, think of thought as a paintbrush. Now I'm going to, tell you experience I had with thought with my teacher, uh, Sidney Banks. And, and we were up on the top of a mountain and he says, go ahead, ask me any question. And I started asking him all these spiritual questions and he knows the answers to me, but every question he answers is he goes, and it's all one. And I go, gee, that's interesting. I never, I just answered, if Steve asked me a question, Stephen, I just answered the question. But right. I don't finish up with it, and it's all one. Exactly. It's all, yeah, it's I, all the same. It's all unified into one. You're like, wait, what? Like, what? That makes zero sense. If it's all connected, then why does it all 
Not so, that, so that's a tip. Okay, but that, so I'm there. And then I, I, I ask a question I can't remember. And all of a sudden, I, I saw this. Now, as real as I see Amber and Stephen right now, I saw from my mouth, thought go out. I'm on the top of a cliff overlooking a beautiful panoramic view. I saw a thought go out into the abyss and boomerang right back into me as a feeling. Wow. And I went, holy mackerel. Yeah. Who's the thinker? You. Bullseye. Yep. Who's creating all my suffering? You are. Yeah. And who's creating all of Amber's suffering? Amber is. <laughs> yep. You know, and that's such a hard thing for people to realize because we as humanity, we want to look at the outer lens and we want to, we want to blame and we're not so good at looking and reflecting and doing the hard work that I believe is so important to be able to grow as a person is to actually look in yourself and be able to move from that position instead of looking at the world and looking at it saying, oh, well, all these circumstances are all my realities or whatever. And I think that's so silly for people to believe that because we as a people have a choice to be able to move in a way that is going to either uplift others and like glorify God overall completely, or we can go and just act as if we have no control over our own thoughts, over our own being, because we are so manipulated by the world. And, you know, I, was, I have a question for you as you've been talking, I've been thinking and rolling it over my head is, as a person that is in the creative field that have a lot of high hopes, and a lot of high drive as they go into it, and then they, then they hit a wall, um, how does someone maintain a a positive or maintain a a like a I don't know like a constructive outlook that they don't they don't want to go great, in. It's a great question because we know when we're not troubled, we're more creative, or when we experience more peace of mind, which mm -hmm. it, it naturally leads to more creativity. And if we are like Jesus. Uh, is an artist, if we are an artist of, of the spirit, uh, how, do, how does the psychological balance with the spiritual? Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that's why it's a spiritual psychology. How, how you understand the role of thought. See, you said something very wise, and you probably didn't realize how wise it was, nope. you know, because you just said it, you know. But you said it's an inside-out reality. Right. Now, if that's true, that's truth. That's Jesus's truth. That's yes. ultimate truth. We have personal truth, you know, this, I, I like apples better than oranges type of stuff. <laughs> right? But ultimate, absolute truth. Mm-hmm. It's an inside-out reality. You always have to look inside-out first. Now, within that, you have to see that you don't know. Everybody in America is pretending they know because it's the American dream. I know. Uh, this is what success does. This is how I should do it. This is what a good mother is. This is what a good uh, creative... 
Yeah. That's not what you're listening to. You have to listen to God's message to you as a unique vessel. Right. You are a unique vessel interconnected into the universe of everything or whatever you call God. Whatever right. that whatever that is. And I'm not going to get into that on this show. But but you this you you so your first thing they have to understand is everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. Not just you, Stephen. Everybody goes through that. If that's universal, why are we upset about it? If that's like, does it is it sunny every day? No. Oh, as a matter of fact, it rains quite a bit on the west coast. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but and when it rains, do you do you, do you go out with an umbrella or do you go out? So you you know whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. But you probably, you know, I was going to go hit the tennis ball against the wall and it started to rain. So I headed home. You know, that was just what. You, so so the so the scenario is we're going to go up and down every day. Normal. Normal. It's not one big beak. Yes, I understand when you're in that creative, no thought feeling. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is turned up, but you also have to come back to here. Yeah, you don't always, and it wouldn't even be that delicious if that's all you were experiencing was that bliss. But it is the, you know, like it is the feeling, that sacred feeling, that is beautiful. But you have to be an ordinary person, and within being an ordinary person, it comes with the contact sport called feelings and and other people sticking you in the back and and etc and uh but when you understand the role of thought creates feelings and that the thought comes from you then you intuitively shift away from that see if you if you stick your finger in the poop and keep sticking your finger in the poop guess how your finger is going to smell like poop I I think so. I think, <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> and if you stick your mind in the poop, guess what it's going to smell like? It's going to produce. That's right. We don't want that. Yeah. We want we want to love ourselves. We want. How do you love yourself? That's a big question. I tell you, most people don't love themselves because they don't love their thoughts. Mm. If you don't love your thoughts, you can't love yourself. Wow. You might be creative. So true. Like hitting the nail on the head with that one. Wow. That's good. Yeah. So you have to love your thought. And how do you love your thoughts? You keep within the feeling of Jesus or God. Mm-hmm. But you don't pretend. You cannot pretend when you're out of it. If right, you go right. to see, that's what people, rich people do. Oh, I'm this, this, this. And then they take, they lose all their money and they just go right down the crapper, you know, because yeah. they were, they were all these hooks that people were idolizing them with is removed. Mm-hmm. You, you want to, you want to love yourself as you are God's masterpiece. You are his poem. You are his work of art. Jesus is an artist, and his greatest masterpiece is 
you. Yeah. I just wrote a song called Masterpiece about that very thing. Yeah, well, see, so I, who don't have the same background as you, are still attracted by the same energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens is it becomes a world of energy, Stephen. You, you relate to people who have not, they may not fit your definition of what, you know, you, you want them to be, but you can feel that they have it. And if they have the love in their heart, you want some of that. Yeah. You want to share some of that. And the only reason you're feeling lousy is or addicted is because you feel separate from God, separate from the oneness. That's the only thing. Why would you, why would you put a needle or drink? Well, because you feel bummed out. You feel stressed out. And, and when you feel stressed out, Amber, and this is directly for you, don't take it so seriously. Relax. It's normal. Just just let it roll on by. Don't put your finger in the poop. And go. <laughs> that is harder than it sounds, but I see where you're getting at. Because sometimes I can feel like, like this like pressure, you know, because I've got four kids, 20 different teachers, homeschooling, working full time, running a staff of three, I mean, you name it. I'm just like, and that's, you know, not including, you know, the normal day to day is laundry dishes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there's days where I'm like, "Ah," I just want to like explode because it just feels like it's too much, you know? And, and I can see how some people at that point might turn to something else to help you know, yeah, that's right. Bandaid that's- it, you know, but you're not actually fixing the problem. You're just slapping a bandaid on it. So, um, yeah, I was, as I'm listening to you talk, I realized there's probably at least one, maybe more, um, people that will listen to this that are sitting in that very spot of, I am struggling with an addiction to something, whatever it is, because there's multiple, it's not just drugs and alcohol. There's a whole lot of things that you can be addicted to money, you know, all kinds of things. But what would be like games or cell phones or food? Oh my gosh. So many options, unfortunately, what would be, so that one person that's listening and maybe more, but, but that specific person that's going, Oh, I just, I'm going to listen to this podcast, but I doubt it's going to help me, you know, or whatever. But what would be the one piece of advice for that one person that, that God's, you know, probably already got picked out to listen to this, that you could give just a starting point for them? Well, there is no starting point except, except to, uh, to, to understand that through continual negativity, you're going to still keep going down a, a negative hole. You are creating that negativity coming from your own thinking. And, uh, and, and so the answer is change thought, but not mentally change thought, inwardly change thought. More like change thought from personal thinking to Christ thinking. More like that, but within yourself. And and so I call it intuitive. I intu- Everybody walks into negativity. Everybody's the same as you are. And everybody who continues to walk into negativity is going to have a tough time. They're going to have a self-image problem. They're going to have a belief problem. And they're going to have a world where they see everybody as dishonest or untrustworthy, etc., etc. Now, the opposite is just as true. If you change thought, you change your destiny. 
You change your whole destiny because your outlook, your view is different. And so somebody who is stressed out, let's say in a create, they're very creative, but they're also very stressed out, which then of course naturally leads them to addiction or some form of release of that. And a lot of musicians and a lot of artists, they need drugs to, they feel they need drugs to, to, to live, to, to be in that state of mind, you know, and, uh, there was a guy named Chet Baker. Am I blue? Oh, am I blue? Yeah, Chet, you're really blue. Do, 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 do. And he felt he couldn't play without heroin. So, yeah. And he had a moment where he had the choice between heroin or a beautiful woman. I don't mean physically beautiful inside, but he couldn't resist the heroin. Now, here's a big joke. It's just a path. It's it's not the end of the world, guys. It's just like we all fall down. You know, we're all Humpty Dumpty and fall down on the ground. That's the lie that people believe, though. Which it's not, once you start in that path, once you start in that direction, you start to become dependent, which is a addiction, and you can't even move in a place without it and it takes a lot more of a positive or a mental belief that says no like this is not who i am it's not who god's made me to be to be able to what, fully move out of it that's true but do you want the person to be happy or do you want them to be out of addiction I want them to be both. So that's just the, the kind of the question of, well, we, I personally, my opinion, here we go, is that I believe that the lack of happiness is due to their addiction. So to get rid of the addiction would be a to pursuit to get happiness. To get happy. So, so the answer to addiction is happiness and contentment, because when you're happy and content, you're one with Christ. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, there's people that think that they're just too in too deep. That the, the this, I understand. I understand that they have beliefs. There are people at different levels of depth within within that, and they've been given a lot of garbage to to support. So true. You know, the psychoanalysis, the 12 steps, and et cetera. It's, you know, it's not a disease, guys. It's just a bad habit. Right. Any, any bad habit, any bad habit by changing thought. Now, if you change, catch it at, see, the indigenous people have a phrase. I love this. First cause. You have to go to first cause. And the mm-hmm. first cause is that disconnect discontent thought and if they can see that they're the thinker at the same time guess what they'll find that it's just a psychological journey that they're on and this thought has been leading them by the nose some people go to the fridge some people get sexually you know some people become serial killers you know and other people become addicts all of them seem impossible to be free of, but the answer is, you know, with the show you're doing, that there is an answer. 
So the first thing is hope. Hope. If they, ha if you have a high person who has no hope and a low person with a lot of personal problems but has hope, I'll take that person over the other one. Oh yeah, because it's definitely going to be a place where you can tap into the hope and you can actually get somewhere because if they have hope but they're like in this lower mindset or kind of mentality then there there is hope due to the fact that they have had hope and they experience it and how to tap back into it is way more hope is eternal it, yeah. it just it's the edge of faith and all this stuff yeah. it's just yeah. without hope you're you're miserable <laughs> you know and with hope it doesn't matter you you're waking up when you still have a smile on your face yeah exactly hopeful now let me tell you you get more hope as you get more understanding so you have a puzzle Stephen. only Stephen can solve this puzzle Perfect. amber a puzzle she defined it for us even you know it's only i can tell amber what to do i have i got she has to find the answer for her own puzzle. It's the same with addiction. It's a puzzle. But they forget that they're a student. Everything they're going through is giving them a little tip. So when your mind quiets down, you start to say, oh, I went back to the addiction, but it wasn't the same. You see, you were quieter. You started to learn, oh, when I do that, I do this. Oh, look at that connection. Yeah. And you, that starts, you start to solve your own problem. Mm -hmm. You start to weed your way. You start to clear the weeds a little bit, bit by bit. Cause that's, you know, you can do it. One, you know, like some people come to the, the Holy spirit in one little second, but most let's face it. It's more. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a process. Yeah. A process. And, and so, so, so they, you start to clear the, and, as they clear the weeds, they start to see, oh, over there, it smells better. It's not the poop. And over here, it's poopy, you know? Yeah. And you start to clear up and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. It sounds so simple, but it is actually so profound. I think we just get stuck in it and it's hard to get out of it. You know, you just thoughts are overpowering. I didn't have Jesus in my life. I think I would definitely probably have gone down one of these addiction roads or something else because that's the truth where I run. He is who I go to instead of all the other options. Um, not all the time. There's a process and sometimes like, Oh, I should have just gone to him, but I had to go through all these other steps first. But like you're saying, that's kind of like being in school. You're kind of learning. Oh shoot. You know, this time I didn't run to Jesus first and I had to learn a couple things the hard, hardest way possible. And then I'm like, oh, Jesus, I just always need to run to Jesus first. And but that's not easy for for a lot of people. I mean, I've loved the Lord my whole life and I still struggle with it. So, you know, it's not as easy it sounds. It's, it, it's actually it, it gets easier and easier. Honestly, Amber, it, you're still young. No offense, you know, and, <laughs> And that that generally means impatient, you know, and uh, it, it, take my word for it. 
Sometimes you have to wait 30 years. He called me out. So, But what's the difference after 30 years, you're already there. So it, it's, it, it, we're, we're, we're learning. And remember, this Dr. Pettit was calling them love letters from God. These pains, these pokes, these sufferings. Because what it's God is saying to you, Amber, is, you got to take the cotton batten out of your ears. And if you're not going to take the cotton batten out of your ears, I'm going to give you a big kick in the, you know, what's key. <laughs> he does everything out of love. I, yeah. And I know that. And I'm actually one of those people that I like going through the process, even though sometimes it's really hard because I do learn from it. And then not only do I learn from it, but I generally try to pass on what I learned to anybody that is interested. So it's just this whole circle. And I think that, you know, Jesus uses even our mistakes and even our missteps in our lives and even in other people's lives, which is a beautiful thing. But Jesus doesn't see them as mistakes. He just sees it as process. Yeah. That's that's, a sweet thought. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's all perfect. Everything that we're doing is perfect. Which sometimes we need dynamite to, to clear our head up. That's just it. And, uh, and when you're creative, you're open to the feelings, to the spirit. I, I, I mentioned something. I want to, this is very, I work with the, the Native Americans. You know which ones were the easiest to, to become drunk? First of all, they all became drunk. So, so obviously there was a mass colonization, mass mistake yeah. uh, by, by uh, the great American Canadian public, um, uh, the white people. And, uh, but do you know who was the most susceptible to drinking? The shaman. Really? Yeah. And the reason is they were taught to receive the positive feelings without question. They didn't have any of those questions. They, the spirit goes through them. And then they have healing powers and, and different different things that they, they can pass on and help people with. And it works. Don't, don't get me wrong. But not for everyone. Not for everyone, no. And, but the reason they were that is because they were taught. So they got, took a drink and they thought, oh, the spirit says this is really good stuff. You know? And they got drunk. And then they ended up on the street. And then 10, 15 years later, Stephen, they came back off the street. And guess what happened to their power? It was still there waiting for them. They lost nothing. They didn't lose any of their spirit power. What they did was they had an understanding more of keep away from certain thoughts. Yeah. Because those thoughts, anything geared towards that elixir, oh, boy, I know where that takes me. And I'm, you know, I like the spiritual side of it better and the, and so on. And then some of them went farther, Amber. Then some of them started to say, hey, I wouldn't mind having a good life as well. So they went to university. I have a, a shaman who I'm very close with. He's got a master's in education. So he makes good money. He does his ceremonies. And he has a good life. So he took it a step farther. Yeah. You see? But he came off the street. They come back more enlightened and heightened to double down on what it is that they're actually like are being led to through the spirit. And once you 
move away from the addiction, the drug or whatever is holding you back. You actually can see things for the first time with a clear view. You can actually see things and understand, wow, like this is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. This is what it is. And you don't have to put it through a filter. You no longer have to have this filter or this kind of like place where you're going through. You can actually just have a pure line where you're able to run and be your full potential self. And they have gratitude. Yeah. And I can tell you something. Anybody who wants to grow away from suffering has to start with gratitude. And that's would be the one thing I would tell people. Yeah, your life doesn't look so good, but do you have gratitude for what it's giving you? You know, I had on our last show, there was a guy who was living because of the circumstances with the virus. And he has an addiction problem on our show. He was, he has a cell phone from his car and he's, that's where he's living it. And all he talked about was gratitude. Wow. It's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> exactly. So uh, good. And, and, we, and we, you know, I was teaching at a recovery center and I described something that in my place that wasn't working out right. And he said, my dream is just to have what you're talking that you're complaining about. That's my dream. <laughs> putting things into perspective is is huge every time um i've been on a couple of mission trips and come home it really does you know put a reality check on things and that is such a good word to look at what you do have because everything that you have has been given um by god by god God. yeah that's 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 the message if you have money too many people think they earned it. It's a gift. It's a gift. 100%. Yeah. If somebody listens on your show that you don't know about, well, who brought them? God, completely a gift. That, that's, that's what it is. And, and Steve and I didn't know each other. You know, he just contacted me. And I said, well, this sounds neat, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's a, just divine intervention. It, you have to see it. We're not running the show. The world right now, the reason the virus, this is my opinion. Now, this is not, um, this is not God talking. This is Harry's. The reason the virus happened is because man thought he controlled the world. Yep, exactly. I 1 billion percent agree with you in that. And I think this is a place of um, reorienting everything back to God. And yeah, getting- we don't. And the people with money are, are playing a game. And, and, the, and the game they should be playing is helping other people. Once you have, how much money do you need? You know, <laughs> like it's, you know, what is it? It's, it's a game. I understand it's a game. But, but you ask, why do I work with natives and the people who are addicted? Well, the, the truth is, that's where the juice is. That's the good stuff. Mm. You know, when I went into a recovery center, I wasn't sure because I had worked with the natives and I wasn't very good with addiction, Amber, but, but, but I had grown. And when, so when you grow, you come, you're a different person. And what, what I found was when I just talked, like I'm talking now, I had much more 
powerful positive effect. And the reason I was no good before was I was trying to fix them. Don't go and fix people. You're there to, to share love and yourself just being who you are. Don't and talk to the health of the other person. Don't talk to the problem. They, they've heard the problem a, a thousand million times already. They're bored with the definition of the problem and they are a loser or a victim. They, you, they, and, and what I was surprised at when I went into this thing and this first class, which I taught for, for three years, was how spiritual they were. Like they had experienced altered states of reality and they had, they had suffered that, you know, and they wanted answers and, and, you know, and you'd hear things like, why doesn't AA work? You know, they, you know, that would be a direct question for, you know, and, and so, so you, you, you started to see that they like to laugh. They like light feelings. They like to feel like they knew something which as a matter of fact, they do. And, and, and as that positive feeling came in and the laughter came in, the smile came on. So for that hour and a half type feeling, they were not addicted. And then they went back to their world and they started to talk to the shrink and all these people, tell me your problem and this is what you should do and all this stuff. You're not, you know, Amber, the biggest tip I can tell you is don't talk about your problems. Talk about your, your the love you have, not only for Jesus, but for life, for Amber's life. That, yeah, I agree. When I talk about the Lord, it does, it removes, I'm not thinking about the stress. I'm not any, any of those things. I think the world does tell you, you know, just talk about your problems, get them out or you will be stuck with them type thing. But that's just not true because I do get the most joy out of either talking about singing about Jesus, loving people, loving them as children of God, seeing them as family, not strangers. Um, there's just so much to that. That's a good word. Yeah. And they all have a soul. I mean, I haven't met anyone who doesn't have a soul and that soul is, is, is there to harmonize with you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. You know, the level that we, the three of us have been able to harmonize is the level we've been able to hear the words of, of God or the words, the words of truth or yeah. the wisdom. But it's what Stephen was talking about, Amber. Wisdom is from within. Dang, give me all that cutter and I hear you. <laughs> you said it. You said it. You said it. So, so, it, so you've got to make sure that it's not just something outside of you. You're included in the picture. And, and a lot of people, when they get spiritual, they forget to include themselves and guilty that's a loser that's a loser every time and i know it it's just yeah something i've had to learn and i think i'm still learning so well, of course you're still learning i'm i'm just the baby you know we're all just learning you know it's it's that's the beauty of it we know so little 
Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. When you look at your life in terms of eternity, which is what we get to be with Jesus, we're all just little tiny babies. That's just uh, yeah. So if you look at it from that perspective, we 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 simply are beginners in diapers who are pretending because we're adults. When did we become an adult? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be one. I want to no. go back to when I didn't have all this responsibility. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I got news for you. You can. I know. It's okay. I love the life that the Lord has given me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very you know, thankful. But it, and it's, you know, it's easier. You know, I'm 73 years old, so of course I have a different life than, than you have type of thing. Uh, but but the, the, the question in mind is, is the quiet upstairs growing or not growing? And if the noise is continuing to control your reality, psychologically, you're going to have a lot of problems, no matter what you've been that's really good. Yeah. And, and the quiet, so you measure your growth. One of the measurements is you not totally quiet. If it was totally quiet, Stephen, you wouldn't be here. You'd just be one. You right. know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's not it, you know, it, it, but we, but if we notice it's just a little bit quieter, that's called uh, j- going up Jacob's ladder or, your level of consciousness goes up Mm -hmm. type of thing. Another word for level of consciousness, level of understanding goes up. Mm -hmm. Just two words meaning the same same thing. thing. Exactly. So, so, so as this quiets down, your creativity naturally comes out more. So what I'm saying to people who have trouble emotionally with their creativity is quiet down. Mm. You know what? Lo- loneliness is not quiet mind. It's a bored mind, which, which, which is overactive. Creativity loves when you don't interfere with it. It, it's healing. Healing and creativity are the same thing. The more you step into the creativity, the more healing you feel. And then the more you want it, that thought will take you away from it. It's not up to you to hit the perfect golf shot. You know, Jack Nicholas understood about going inside. He's a the, the golfer like Tiger Woods, yeah. and he said he said she couldn't make it happen. But when it did happen, it was like watching himself swing the ball perfectly. Mm. That's called in the zone. Yeah, that's creativity. You so have- wow, Harry, that was amazing! Like literally, like just, just. Donna, chewing on what you just said and understanding that the quiet space is where your creativity like lies the most. I think we as people believe that it's all about the noise and it's all about going and creating more traffic. But in reality, if we have all this noise, we're not going to have the opportunity to to grow. Yeah. And I think that's like a really amazing word that you just shared. I'm like, I'm just taking it in right now. So 
keep on spewing your wisdom. <laughs> We're just here to soak it up. It's so, so maybe good. another time I could come on, we'll do another show if you're into it. Uh, that would, would be amazing. Yes. I love that so much. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to. Not because it's, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of fun. That's all. Well, we, not we only do. that, but I think that, you know, with a different podcast, with a different venue, we're going to reach different people. And, you know, this is something that people need to hear because people want to know these things. This is important. This is life changing. Um, and so I do want to say, number one, if there's people out there, um, Stephen and I, please reach out. Um, if you don't know Jesus and want to know who he is, we will pray with you and we can point you towards resources and things like that. Just while we're at this, this moment of transition, we just want to make sure that there's somebody out there that wants to know who Jesus is, that we are definitely here and available to help whoever that person, those people are, because we believe that that is where hope comes from. So if you're wanting hope and peace and to be free from addiction, um, you know, we can point you in the direction of some resources and we can pray with you and we can kind of, you know, help you out there. Um, I know that we're getting, we're, we're right at that one hour point and we want to respect your time. Um, do you have, uh, like a social media outlet or email contact or anything like that, that you would want to share or any way somebody could get a hold of your show? I mean, we, you did give the name and so we'll put that in the show notes, but is there any other resource for somebody, um, that's, Go to my go to my webpage acttraining.biz. So that has all you know uh, stuff that my contact, also the list of shows. And that is Z for those of us from the United States. Oh, okay. no, BIZ. What is that? Oh, okay, a Canadian version. Yeah. yeah. So acttraining.biz in the U.S. or biz for yeah, and that training is one word, A-C-T-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G dot B-I-Z. And then you people can contact me. I, I do a lot of pro bono stuff. Uh, it depends, you know, in, in what, but, but if you want the real stuff, see, the reason people pray to Jesus, because it's the real stuff. And I, it's not exactly my path, but the, the pearls of Jesus are undeniable, undeniable. Mm -hmm. And, and truth is truth. And if it, and so I'd be more than happy to help, but listen to what they're saying. And I want to pass one last phrase to the you two guys. One of the things when we started our show was I had a definition of if I helped one person, if the show helped one person, it was a success. Hmm. And as the show got bigger, we started looking at numbers and stuff. The number we, you know, uh, I mentioned to Stephen, we like we have 1.2 million minute after show view minutes viewed type of thing on our show. You start to get caught up in you know numbers and success. You help one person, the show is absolutely worthwhile doing. Hmm. Absolutely, because that means that person will not suffer as much. And who knows? You know, who knows? That's the such whole, a picture whole, of Jesus. Yeah. 
you know, and Jesus is going after the one always. I love that. It's just, it's when you think about it in those big terms of, Oh, there's just so much need and so many, so many things that I need to do to help people. It's overwhelming. That's not what Jesus calls us to. He, and he's always told me, and this is something for me that he's always said, help the one I put in front of you, just the one he's never overwhelmed me with the multitude. Now, if what I do helps more than one, great, but you're exactly right. If it's even one, it's, it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. And, and that blessing comes back. It's just the way it works, guys. That's what I noticed was you, you share your, and the only rule is do your best. That's all. Do your best. Nothing else required. Okay. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast like five more times. I know, after. right? I'm going to re-listen to this one. <laughs> so, so good. Much. There's so much oh, gold oh, in let's this. Do it at, let's do it when it, you feel it would be a good time, and I'd be more than happy to come on again. Oh, thank you Thank so you so much. much, Harry. This has been such a treat and such just a privilege just to be able to hear from you and be able to hear resources for all of us and um, just to be able to learn and grasp onto with all the wisdom you have as an older man who has so much under his belt. We just, we grab onto that so tightly and we're just thankful for you on our show. And also thanks for sharing the inside out reality of life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for honoring us with your time. We really appreciate it. I, I love uh, just learning from people that have more experience than any of us. You know, there's just so much value there. And um, thank you for just um, doing what the Lord's called you to do. It's sweet. No, thank you very much, guys. Real pleasure. Real pleasure. So hasta la vista, amigos. And we'll see you another time. Woo. This is our first session of podcast afterthoughts because I think both Stephen and I were just blown away by just that last podcast with Harry. It was, we were just soaking it in the whole time. And I was just, we were, we were talking and we're like, let's record this. Cause that was good. And uh, one of the things that stuck out to me, probably, I mean, a lot of things were so awesome, but healing and creativity are the same thing. And I was just telling Stephen, like when I'm creating, when I'm painting or drawing or writing music, singing, any of those things, it is so healing. And I just never had thought about that in that way that they're the same thing. And I noticed like when I'm not able to do those things that, um, that when I go back to them, that it is, it's just so healing. And I, love that i think there is something for literally every single person on this podcast like he we went in thinking it was just about addiction and and it is so much more than that (laughs) what are your thoughts steven well i have freaking goosebumps on my arm like from that like from that interview it was just so insane like the amount of wisdom he had to share the light that he brought into it um and wow excuse me just the uh, the place of like focusing on yourself and self-love is so important. And I, and like, I do love myself and I do, but it's not like a place where I had to like overnight it. It was a process of learning and growing out of all the experiences I've gone through and not letting the past control, but actually allowing it to define who I am now so I can actually be a better person in the now and a better person for the future whatever that may hold as we have so many different avenues that we can choose and grow and all these things, but it doesn't matter. Like those things that, that we have like 
have in the future don't matter because it's so important to focus in the present. And I think it's so key for us as creatives to understand that the creative is in the now. And I think for me, what I took away is that busyness that he's talking about. Like, hey, if we're if we're allowing all this noise to come in and allowing all this chaos to like surround us, we're literally just throwing our creativity out the window. We're we're putting our finger in the poop, as he said, and we're allowing that to control us. But when we actually let the silence in our in our heart, in our spirit, in our mind truly like take full control of a place of peace and not and not at a place of chaos creativity will arise and i think that's so beautiful so profound because we have to we have to understand that we allow ourselves to be controlled and to let influence in our life and whatever we allow in it's gonna come out and if we don't allow ourselves to know who we are or take in the peace that is truly of the Lord, then we're going to be going and poking more holes into our, our boat and sinking our own ship and not going anywhere because we're trying. Yeah, that so- whole like capture your thoughts um, is completely biblical, but he was, yeah. you know, he kept going back to that, that your thought process and the way that you think really does have an impact on your overall well-being, health, hope, you know, addiction, all of those things, it's all connected. And I know I fall victim quite often to negative thoughts. I mean, when he was talking about that, I didn't want to be that person, but I was like, I felt like he was talking directly to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was just the Lord, but it was something I needed to hear because I do, I, I have negative thoughts about myself. I love people. And I love everyone. I see all the good in everyone else. But then when the fingers turn right back around at me, I'm like picking myself apart every day. Like I, I just feel like I could do better for the Lord or be a better person or look different or, you know, just all the things that, you know, a person can struggle with. And I'm going, Oh my goodness. Like my thoughts have been the problem. I need to be reading Corinthians over and over again, capture my thoughts and give them to Jesus and let him, you know, teach me and, and actually learn and not keep up with that negative thought process. That is just so important. And that was so valuable to me to hear that. It's not that I haven't heard it before, but for some reason, like it just struck today, the way he said it and the way he explained it, I was like, Oh my goodness gracious. Like I need to listen to that and I need to work on that. Yeah. It's so good. And it's just like such a powerful place where, you know, it's, yeah, I'm literally going to listen to this episode again, probably three times or more just because like, I want to really sit in and like actually like permeate and saturate my heart and my mind because yeah, when we're in that moment of the interview, we're like, man, like this is a lot to take in. We like want to have a response for him. He's such a wise, like a great teacher and a great person. And obviously he mentors people as well, but like I want to be a student under him. And like this podcast would be a great opportunity for uh, me personally to take that posture as student to like look and like re-listen to our, all of our words, not just his, but like the wisdom that you brought, that I brought, that he brought, that the spirit allowed to come in, that we may even have an afterthought after, you know, like that's so incredible just to see how much um, value, how much wisdom and insight he brought in. And I'm just like so overwhelmed with like joy right now. So 
I'm stoked for all listeners because this this episode is going to be for everyone. Like, so don't don't think that this is just for I don't know the people that struggle because this is for the people that are thriving, that are struggling, that are figuring it out, that are just in the midst of you know what is next or what does this look like? What is hope? What is what is peace? What is calm? What is love? All these different avenues and areas that we can say, but are we truly with our whole being embodying them and embracing them? Yeah. So guys, that was podcast afterthoughts with Steven and Amber. Go check out Harry's website, acttraining.biz, B-I-Z. And uh, we're going to try to do these afterthoughts a little more often because I think that that it's a special thing to do. And um, you guys send us your afterthoughts as well. And maybe we'll read some of them out loud someday or post them. Yeah. All right.